If you're a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Mika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. This is episode 128, Extend Your Impact with David Vick. My clients know that I love to start our coaching calls with victories, wins, and triumphs, where we give glory to the one who has called us to the glorious task of writing a book. I invite them to share something they've accomplished and steps that they've taken on their book writing journey. So I can't wait for you to listen to my interview with David Vick, a client who wrote and published his first book at a quicker pace than he imagined and saw it reach a best-selling status in several categories on Amazon during its launch week. Talk about the ultimate victory, win, and triumph. Enjoy. I want to introduce you to someone who has recently been through the Keep Writing course and has planted seeds to be able to impact generations to come. I'll let him tell you more about his background, but this is his incredible book. It's designed to help families become who they were meant to be, to help parents understand their children and Parents understand themselves so that they can be the parents that they really long to be and help their children form into their designed and created destinies. Let me introduce you to David Vick. David, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast and YouTube channel. Well, thank you so much, Nick. It's just a blessing to be here. I can't believe it, but it's wonderful. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So why don't you give, I gave kind of a summary of your book in a sentence, but what what is your summary of your book in a sentence? My book is about emotions, understanding those emotions and helping parents to deal with their child emotions and their own emotions so their relationship can thrive. Mm. Tell me a little bit about your background. What is your interest in parents and children and their relationships? I started off my career as a missionary. My family and I were missionaries in East Africa for 15 years. We spent 10 years in Kenya, five years in Uganda, jumped into the business world, did new home sales, and then new home, different aspects of that. And then we got into the banking industry just for a short time, but my heart was never really quite there. I enjoyed it, loved all those people, still have good relationships, but moved over to education and enjoyed that. But there was a part of education that I never got to spend time with. And that was just getting those kids together and talking with them, loving on them and their families. And so at that point, I realized I needed to start credentialing for counseling. And that's what I did. So when you say you went to education, you were a public school teacher. Yes, I taught third and fourth grade. And actually, I taught seventh, sixth and seventh grade as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as you watched your classes in, in teaching just core curriculum of what, what were you teaching history? Is that right? Oh, well, third and fourth, generally that's self-contained, although we did 
move into departmentalization, which means I might teach math and science, or I might teach reading and history. Generally, that was it. When I moved to the middle school for a couple of years, I taught English. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know why I had thought it was history. As you saw the impact of your students and their families, you said you wanted to love on them and, and care for them. Then you, I interrupted, you were moving into credentialing for counseling. Tell me more. You know, I was what, 55 at the time, maybe 52 when I started credentialing or something like that. I can't remember. It was, I was probably 53, 54. And so, hey, this is the land of opportunity. I said, hey, why not? I'm, you know, I should go for this. So I started off with my professional counseling, got my LPC, went ahead and did my school counseling certification and started doing private practice on the side. And, and I just love what I'm doing. I get up every day. I just love working with kids and their families and the teachers. And then in the private practice, I get to do marriage counseling or help younger or older people deal with things like anxiety or depression or grieving, whatever. But I just love being able to come alongside people and walk with them on their journey. And I just have amazing clients who are brave Mm -hmm. and willing to face some of those issues. So just love it. Wow. Okay. So when did you start thinking about writing a book? Well, you know, our buddy Clint, we, he and I get together every week and challenge each other. It's a time just to share and sharpen each other. And it's a time of sanity, basically. Here's what I'm thinking. Or here's what the Lord's telling me. So, you know, we've always thought we wanted to write. Both of us have had that desire. So that's been in the back of my mind for some time. And I've written little pieces here and there just for fun or just for the family or whatever. And then I guess it was last spring. Was it last spring? It was. My counseling supervisor, Cassie Reed, started saying, David, you should write a book. And when Cassie Reed says, you should write a book, then you you pay attention to that. (laughs) That's right. So that's when I signed up for your course. I said, I'm going to do this thing. And that's sort of how it came about. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing, David, that a lot of my students and clients say is that First, they sort of felt the nudge from the Holy Spirit to write a book. And then it started being confirmed through people that people would tell them, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to write a book. What made you respond to that? Because I meet people who have heard that for 15 years and have not taken action. And you, it sounds like two friends mention it and boom, you're ready to go. So what made you take action? My goodness, I I don't know. I just, I've always wanted to get my thoughts and heart down on paper. When I visit with people, I generally talk sort of slow. And so sometimes I just take a little while in processing things. And I'm very comfortable with that. But I'm thinking, you know, I love public speaking, but that may not ever be my forte. But the cool thing is with writing, you know, you can write something and then come back a day later and adjust it. Have you ever had one of those times and you think back on that conversation and you said, yesterday I should have said whatever it was. That was so cool. Well, with writing, I can actually do that. It's a lot of fun anyway. So I've just found a joy in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, and, and one of the reasons that I love having a book is because 
it's like the speech after the speech. So for you, it's like the counseling session after the counseling session, because there's only so much you can say in a 45 minute time block. And for me, that's a 45 minute speech where I'm talking to an audience for you. Maybe that's a a 45 minute counseling session where you're with a family or with an individual and you know, you want to go deeper or extend the learning. And without a book, it's like, time's up, it's over. And it got to the point where I was like, no more. I want there to be a speech after the speech. I want people to be able to go deeper. And I'm sure that you have the ability now, you have a tool now that when a particular counseling session, whether in your position in a school or in private practice, you're able to say, here's a way for you to go deeper. This is more that you can do like your own private counseling session at home where you deal with things on your own and then you can come back and we can talk about it. Is that kind of how you see yourself using this book? You know, there are really so many facets, but that is one huge facet that you just mentioned there because not only is it how much can I say during that time, but how much can people receive during my time? Oh, yes. Because usually to go slow and sure is better and to give one solid lesson is better than giving 15 smaller ones. And there's usually so much that I want to share with people. And you're right, I just can't do it. And even if I could, you know, present it, there's no way somebody could take it all in because you mentioned one idea, somebody's brain goes off onto that. And that's exciting when that happens. You don't want to discourage that from happening. So yes, I can give them a book now and explains my approach to cognitive therapy. It explains some basic ideas about behavior therapy, it gives an introduction to understanding emotions. It gives an under- introduction to disciplining children and, and several topics like that. And so it's exciting to have that where somebody can go back and look at it slowly and then we can discuss it from there. So mm-hmm. that's the point brought up. Mm-hmm. So give me the crux of your book. We know like this, in a sentence what it's about, but there are going to be viewers who maybe come to this, this episode and they, they're wanting to know about the things that I can do to help someone write a book. But I also want to point people who want your help in your direction, your insight, who can benefit from reading this book and how will they benefit? Well, this lady who gave this incredible writing course, Nika Maple, she challenged me to come up with one person to write it to. And uh, I appreciate so much you doing that because I was not at that point, but I made myself do it. I said, if I'm going to take this course, I'm going to do what Nika asked me to do. And that was one of the things he asked me to do. So I can't remember her name, what her name was, if it was Ethel or Carol or whatever, but I had a 35-year-old lady that I was speaking to, and she had kids. But having said that, who could benefit from this? I think really anybody who deals with people, anyone who deals with themselves, because it discusses things about where does our emotion come from? How do we deal with emotion? What's the real cause of our emotion? What are some ways to deal with that? I'm just excited about it because I I honestly feel like I could hand this to any of my clients and point to chapter three or four and say, if you get a chance, read through this. This will help you for our next discussion. Mm -hmm. So how does a person know 
if they have an emotional issue that needs guidance or direction, maybe they describe what they might be seeing in their kids. If they're needing some direction about knowing their child's emotions and how to help them. You know, it's, it's not too complicated, but it, it does take some thought. And basically my approach in the book is there are a lot of things to check before you get too worried about it. And I have a whole chapter talking about everything from, you know, did they rest well last night? Another one people don't normally think about is what is my child's baseline? I mean, some kids, they're born with a pout. Other kids come out with a grin and a chuckle. And, you know, you never know. And you've got to pay attention to what your child's baseline is. I mean, because mm. you don't know someone's baseline, you're not going to know how well they're doing. But it takes intention to get to know them. How do they normally act in this behavior? Because when somebody operates outside of that, that's when the red flags go up a lot of times. But I have a whole chapter where I list several of these things, and I have some more serious things as well for parents to consider. So that's one example. Oh, that's good. Knowing your child's baseline, because maybe their contentment looks different from another child's contentment. Even within your own family, if you have three kids, they may have different baselines. And to compare them to one another is going to incite fear in you if you think, oh, you know, without knowing, hey, their, their contentment looks different from this child's contentment. And it's when they go outside of emotional health or their emotional health looks different. Like you said, the way they express it looks different. That's really fascinating to, to know the individual baseline for each of your children and not compare them to one another or to your friend's children. Or to yourself. Because let's face it, as a parent, sometimes the only thing I can think of to compare my kids with is myself, my own life experience. And as parents, we have to learn that that child, they may look like me. They may look like my wife, but that is not me and it's not my wife. It's not my Uncle Ralph or Aunt Susie, whatever. They may look alike, but this is an individual made in the uh, image of God with their own abilities, gifts, their own special, unique, wonderful personality. And it's going to be different than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you help them get their baseline for their child and then give them help to know when it's outside of those norms or those expectations. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it help a parent know their own baseline? That's a large part of this book. If, if you notice the title here, I've got the and italicized. I don't know if you can see that or not. Yes. But the point of this book is in dealing with children, we've got to deal with ourselves. It's your child's emotions and your emotions. And if a parent can't deal with their own emotions, they're going to have a difficult time dealing with their child's emotions. And that really what launched me, part of what launched me into the book, is I wanted to have something that was a little bit different that was focused on the parents and the child, parents working on themselves while they're helping their child. And that's sort of my approach in counseling, too. I'm not you know, a big one just to have a child by themselves. I mean, it happens time to time. But, you know, what I really like 
And I love it when I can get the parents in there, work with them, coach them, help them as well. And that's sort of where my heart is. Mm. Yeah. And I just thought about how this book also helps because you've only got so many hours in the day. If you like to get a parent and a child in the same room to, to offer a therapy session or coaching, there's only so many hours in the day and there's only, you can only serve locally. But now that you have a book, this, this expands your influence internationally because anybody can get this and have uh, however long it takes them to read it a couple of days they get that many sessions with you in a sense because you'd be sharing generally the things that you would share in a in a face-to-face therapy session that's exactly right yeah how cool is that that's so cool it's why i and, love you know i didn't really go into it with that mindset i was thinking more i appreciate you bringing you created it thinking that you would be able to have your own clients extend their learning. But the truth of the matter is it's going to bring in clients from people who find the book first and it'll help other people around the world receive the impact of the things that you've learned through, through working with your clients and your practice and in schools. That's so exciting. It's why I believe that people need a book, no matter what their profession they need a book. Today, a book is a business card. Some, pe- some people will find you first and then find the book. Others will find the book first and then find you. Either way, books are the way that we advance the kingdom the, the, these days. It's you taking the insights that God has given you, putting it on a page so people can have an encounter with him. So why did you reach out to me? If you, if you had these insights... Why'd you reach out to me instead of trying to do a book yourself? Well, I guess, number one, I knew that I really didn't know how to do it. So I love to read. I love to listen to audio books. I know that that's quite a process to write a book. And so I have an appreciation for that. I've known you for quite a while. We were in a small group together. Well, we went to church together. We were in a mm-hmm. small group. We've been, I guess, in a couple different small groups together. And, uh, you know, you're our girl. We love Nika. And <laughs> I followed you for a long time. You know, Brenda and I love your podcast back when it was. It was Keep Going. You know, keep Going before the Keep Writing podcast. In fact, up until last year, I had listened to everything you'd ever put out there. But you have produced so much stuff. I can't keep up with you anymore. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. I actually took pride in the fact that I had listened to all of your podcasts, but I I don't know. I'm not giving up on it, but I'm just quite a ways behind. But anyway, that's (laughs) just to say that you had been feeding Brenda and I for a long time, feeding us spiritual. I've got a couple of verses I can tell you right now. Psalm 33, 10 and 11, talking about how the Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the people, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. So if somebody is messing up God's plan in your life, then that's a joke and it's a lie. Nobody messes up God's plans for anything. God Mm -hmm. is the one who messes up plans. Anyway, you've dropped things, truths like that into my heart so many times. And I could go on, but I better stop there. But you have had blessed me in so many ways. So, of course, 
why wouldn't I look to you to help out with this writing project? So mm. that, that's how I got to you. Oh, wow. That is such an honor. It's such an honor. And I, I'll tell you, David, that when I stopped recording my podcast for a long time, when I was making the transition from keep going to keep writing, you were one of the people who encouraged me and said, listen, I, I'm paying attention to when you post new episodes and I can't wait for the next one. And I thought, well, one person is out there listening. I better well, get back better to it. it. And you know something I remember, it just came to me. You would always say, I'm not a scholar or I'm a lover of God's word. And I was just always impressed with the fact that, you know what? I would rather listen to Nika Maples talk about God's word than a scholar, because I know Nika has a relationship with her daddy. Mm-hmm. And he loves her and he talks to her and he gives her special insights. I just loved listening to your podcast and you're still a blessing. Mm, thank you so much. Okay, so how can listeners get in touch with you if they I know that they can go anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and they can get a copy of Emotions, Your Child's and Yours, Encouragements to Help Your Relationship Thrive by David Vick. M-A-L-P-C. Can you tell me what those acronyms mean? Or Well, to get licensed in the state of Texas, you have to have a yeah. master's degree in counseling, and then you have to pass a state uh, licensure, which is the licensed professional counselor. So mm-hmm. that's what the LPC is. Yes, yes, excellent. Okay, so this is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and anywhere books are sold. Just Google it, and you're going to find David Vick's new book. It debuted number one in the Mood Disorders on Amazon. That was an exciting day. That was pretty exciting. I, I, I was not expecting that. Somebody said, hey, you're number one in parenting and re- new releases in parenting teenagers. I'm like, what? Uh, awesome. I didn't go into it thinking that. So that was like a total shock. By the way, I'm I'm on Amazon exclusive, exclusively Amazon. But okay. if it wants to email, they they can go to this. I don't know if you can read this or not. Oh, Step excellent! Toward. Step toward peace. Yeah. So www.steptowardpeace.com, and I have my email address on there, and I'd love to correspond with anyone. And of course, it has the book there, but it also has other list of resources. And I'll be building on that. There are a lot of books that have fed me as I was preparing for this. So if they want to check that out, feel free to do that. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much, David. I'm honored to have your book be one of the ones that was is fruit from the Keep Writing course. And I should add here that David joined back when I was serving both men and women. And I feel like God has now directed me to serve primarily women. If you are a man who would like to write a book, you can contact me individually. The Keep Writing course from here forward is women primarily. But I'm so glad that you joined when you did because this book is going to serve many people. And I'm so grateful to know you personally and now to know you professionally. Thank you so much, David. Thank you, Nika. You are a blessing and it's just an honor to get to be today so thank you so much yay thank you are you subscribed to my youtube channel yet i love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you about your writing publishing and book marketing journey 
When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.